<laughs> Whoever you you all know who we're talking about. No, there's only one question you ask GSP when you have the opportunity to, yeah. and it does involve us. Okay? Oh, and that question is, who do you think is the better host, Dominic or Aaron? I have to imagine we're both going to no, give it to the you, same person. No, not you, George. It's just crazy to think of. <laughs> Come on, man! You My have guy. to pick somebody. If, you know, like there's I a lot of stuff that you. Come on, you I don't. I just don't think care. of. <laughs> if, if, we're, if we're being honest, yeah. and I'm sure you the same because you had a lot of these guys on your podcast. Like, no, we don't. Oh, we don't. Not at all. You're the only person who's come on our podcast besides Sam. Sam's the man, and you're not even a real guest. I'm making this. My friends are going to think it's stupid. Well, some of them might think it's kind of funny, and if they do, I'll make a bunch of fake interviews. I think it might be a good idea, but I mean, I have to trust their opinion about whether or not it's any good. Do you, know you I mean? think, believe what hmm. they are telling you? Yeah, why not? They're my, do, they're my friends. You think they believe what they are <laughs> yeah, telling you I in a way that so. they're not lying, they're telling the truth? That I, no. Well, I think they think I'm the weaker host here. Dominic is obviously better. Like that is correct. Th this is yeah. What do you think of Dom? He's clearly like borderline genius. You hear him? <laughs> <He's very laughs> wow! Victory. Okay. Wow. That's pretty neat. I respect your distance. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me now. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me now. You found organs, you found like pieces of Dominic Reyes for sale. Like Talk about a title fight. It's like that. To me, that's the art part of it. Come on. Yeah. Woo. Come on. It's like that. Hey, Dom. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I got a lot done. You know, this That's weekend good. was just a productive weekend. And I mean, I had PFL on Thursday, Bellator on Friday, UFC on sa on, fr on Saturday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, they just all blended together. I can't even talk straight because my mind is a big puddle of mush. You know, right. I feel I like do. I was on the receiving end in a number of the KOs this weekend. Did we see that many KOs? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't watch Bellator, and I did watch Clarissa Shields in PFL. I I didn't in the main event or the the main card. I didn't see that many KOs that I can think of. There were a couple on PFL, especially early. Uh huh. Yeah. Either which way, I guess my point is I'm as exhausted as all of these fighters are just from watching them all. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the deal? Did Jamal Hill break his arm? Dislocate his arm? He it dislocated like, his arm. Yeah. And that's confirmed? Yep. Yeah. He even had a picture All of right. him at like a club or something. Oh. That night. Yeah. <laughs> man, it, I would. <laughs> <laughs> it was just flopping around, man. It's, it looked like Francis had got his cock. <laughs> yeah. That one in early <laughs> this episode. <laughs> that's definitely. Francis had got his cock. <laughs> definitely oh. <laughs> the same as francis and gunner's cock and apparently jamal hill and paul craig have sorted out their beef and the, went yeah. and went drinking together on saturday night you know what if the a that is one of the reasons i love mma we've talked about mm -hmm. violence bringing people together it does they proved the point of the pretty neat podcast live on ufc 2fc 63 
Could you have watched the you the Pretty Neat podcast during UFC 263 live on Twitch? Oh my gosh, Dom, you could have. Wow. All you wow. had to do was go to twitch.tv slash the pretty neat podcast. And we were fight companioning on and engaging with chat. And it was way fun. It was a lot of fun. It was. Everyone's invited. Come on down with chat with fight companions. We're just going to get better at that. We're going to do some other live stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. On, get over that Twitch. Twitch, so, official sponsor of the Pretty Neat Podcast. That is Jeff Bezos, official sponsor of the Pretty Neat Podcast. Now, <laughs> in in what seems like in every episode sort of it's you know i have a lot of running bits and this isn't one bad referees are bad (laughs) how on earth i'm sorry but jamal hill did tap yeah he did that that is what happened and the referee was looking at it and was like what if i let him dislocate his arm further Mm mm-hmm yeah well, and that's the funny thing is I heard after the fact that uh-huh. apparent this is like a little side story. Apparently, that ref in Arizona is like the ref when he walks in, everybody goes, something bad's going to happen in this fight. Really? Yeah. Like he's going to miss a nut shot or somebody's going to get hurt or he's going to stop it. Or a dislocated arm. Yeah. Or a tap or both. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like to me, Jamal looked like he tapped, dislocated his arm, went into Mm -hmm. shock, which like practically knocked him out. It certainly see, I was in shock watching it. (laughs) I was, man. And I'm sitting there pointing at my TV, shouting, his arm's fucking broken. His arm's fucking broken. Somebody do something to protect that man. You mean the guy they pay to protect that man? (laughs) Or both men, anyway? The guy who had to, like, get licensed to be paid to protect that man? Who theoretically should have seen both the, the pretty, like, it, it wasn't like he tapped subtly. He was really waving his hand around. It was a pretty frantic tap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't bad. know about UFC refs. Even, even my guy, Herb Dean, sometimes I'm like, Hey Herb, you can't slow mosey to a guy who's getting his, his life choked out of him. No, no, yeah. you cannot. That was a hey, bad ref's going to bad ref. Bad refs are gonna bad ref. So, what did you think of Clarissa Shields? We I, we, yeah. I mentioned it uh, during PFL, and we talked a little bit about it on our live stream. But what did you think? I watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a she's a good MMA fighter. Uh, she she got held down, mm-hmm. but you could tell she learned to get up. And yes, she did learn to get up. Mm-hmm. And that's important. So I, I feel like her her program that she's on in developing her mma skills coming from boxing that it's a mm-hmm. good program she gonna be competing for a belt in the ufc in the next three or five years seems mm, unlikely probably not and and do we know is she in the same weight class as amanda uh she's fighting featherweight so up uh 145 but there's no one there's no whim, woman bigger than amanda no, that's that's true. I mean, if she could fought, Amanda get to one forty five, she was the one forty five champ. Yeah. So then, so then Clarissa's not fighting up. She's fighting at the same. Yeah. Or yeah. you're saying Clarissa's fighting smaller? 
Yeah, she's dropping weight to get to 145, whereas Amanda was kind of yeah. going up to 145. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the but the now stuff... there's no 145. That's just doesn't exist right, anymore. right, right. But they could bring it back for Clarissa Shields. The issue is everything Clarissa did against Brittany Elkin, who was, I believe, her opponent. That that's mm-hmm. not going to work against Amanda Nunes. No, that's not going to work against your favorite American. <laughs> 180 pounder Kayla Harrison. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not. You're right about that. I I was thinking about this when I was watching it on uh Friday night or Thursday night, whenever it was. I was thinking it seems actually like a pretty solid strategy for somebody whose stand-up game is is elite like Shields. Mm-hmm. Teach her how to get up if when she gets taken down, because it's not if it's when. Yes. And that's there's nobody in PFL who can punch with her or no no woman who can. So you you got to teach her how to get up because the the plan is going to be to take her down. So I like that that she was able to do that. I mean Jackson Wink, that's a that's a mm-hmm. you know, what top 3? Yeah. Two? Yeah. Yeah. I saw Greg Jackson at a hotel in Dallas. Uh-huh. And uh He's a, he, he, it's strange when you see somebody from TV that you don't expect to see. Sure. Who's very normal. Like when I, when I saw Bruce Buffer at the airport, I was like, holy crap, that's Bruce, Bruce fucking Buffer. But when I saw Greg Jackson at the hotel and could have said something, mm-hmm. man, I was like, wow, wow. It's just, it was like, it was like almost seeing a relative you want to say hi to, but then you're like, wait, this person has no fucking clue who I am. Right. And probably, <laughs> He can probably go places and not get recognized. Yeah. Right? He's not like a celebrity. In the MMA world, he is. But outside of that. So when I, when somebody like me walks up in his, his some Husker fanboy in his UFC mm-hmm. shirt walks up, you know, he's like. Did you, did you have like a fucking, uh, like a, like a. I had my Disneyland uh, co- like a like a cotton candy book. cone in your hand or something <laughs> like on a stick and you're like licking the giant lollipop that's the rings you know yeah it was an octagon shaped <laughs> one I had it special ordered man that's right <laughs> yeah man but you like uh yeah, fuck it I don't even remember what I was gonna say about that but and, oh so like when he sees somebody like me run up obviously I'm not some fighter coming to beg him for a camp so he knows I'm a fanboy right so like. I didn't run up to him or say anything or acknowledge it at all, but like I wanted to, I wanted to so bad. Anyway, yeah, Greg Jackson that. seems like a really good guy, and I think you're right though that it's a she's in the right spot to be coming from where she is as a professional athlete. Yeah, to be right into a gym for professional athletes just happens yes. to oh, be this sport oh. of MMA. Absolutely, and so the from what I understand, she's going to try to box as well. She's hmm. going to try to do both is, is kind of what I think the broadcast for PFL was saying. And, you know, that's an interesting idea. And, and really it kind of, it, it's kind of lined up with what we're starting to see with, uh, you know, my, my adopted Japanese son, Shohei Otani, who both pitches and hits at an elite level for the, the angels, kind of the two way, the sort of, do both things right uh i know some some guys will compete in jujitsu competitions and fight ufc or, or or what have you like that that to me is a little closer than trying to do ultimately two completely different sports right and mm-hmm. and maybe even a little bit of tyron going over to box uh jake paul except that jake paul's not a not yet anyway a real fighter 
Um, or or is he? I don't know. He signed a professional contract with Showtime. I I, I don't have one of those. So yeah, hey, he fought somebody and got paid. Yep, <laughs> that's by definition a professional. And it's all he's doing. That that is true. Games. That's true. What did you think? What did you think of uh, of Paul and Mayweather? Uh, Logan so, Paul and Mayweather. So yeah. So Floyd knocked him out. Have you yeah. seen this video? I think I sent it to you. Yep. Yeah. Floyd knocked him out and held him up, which I think is proof of what I said on this show that I think the fix is in and they're doing it because they're going to make millions of dollars and, and mm-hmm. people will pay for the pay-per-view and, and so on and so forth. And you know what, man, that's what makes America great. I celebrate it. <laughs> if, if I can't watch the greatest boxer of all time face a guy who is famous from YouTube for what, what was it? $25. If you bought it early, like is America mm-hmm. really a place I want to be? I don't know. <laughs> Well, speaking of this, another thing that makes America great again, and mm-hmm. for me, at least, that the UFC also provides, is I'm getting to an age where I appreciate watching teenagers get the shit beat out of them. Yeah. And um, so Chase Hooper, mm-hmm. who I'm a fan of. Sure. I didn't want to see that happen, but he learned a lot in that fight, I think. The one trick pony show is kind of done. You can't just go out there and submit them and, and that's it and not get figured out eventually. That is correct. Um, but there was another teenager pretty much in Bellator named Lucas, uh, Lucas Brennan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he goes by Lucas Skywalker Brennan. Uh, I'm already he, out, but continue. He, he re- Oh man, now all of the Star Wars fans that are also fans of the Pretty Neat Podcast are just going to check out. Just going to check out, Dom. <sighs> always, always with the exclusionary ta- <laughs> tactics. Anyway, that's, he, that's, he's, that's what I'm about. He's just like, he reminded me of Chase Hooper, but with a little bit of a sharper edge to him, like almost a little Ferguson vibe. Uh, okay. I suggest you check him out. So they're both 21. Yep, he just turned 21. Mm-hmm. He also looks like if Abe Lincoln had a teenage UFC fighter for a son who shaved his beard. And he has enormous ears. He does have enormous ears. I'm looking at him right now. I. So, so what is it that you want me to comment on? <laughs> I want for, you... For Chase Hooper or Lucas Skywalker Brennan. What I want you to comment on... <laughs> I was going to say comment on beating the shit out of teenagers, but I don't think I can with your line of profession. Probably, probably a tough look, probably a tough look. Both of these guys are jujitsu phenoms Mm -hmm. and really had pretty incredible win streaks. And I'm wondering if there's this interesting new breed of pure MMA talent at this age that has taken jujitsu to a weird new level where okay it is not only it's 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 almost strange it's almost like they're competing in jujitsu with mma as just like a backup for the rules like it's just a guide for the rules and nobody stops them until they hold them on the ground and not let them do any work so almost a modernization of the UFC's roots in a way. Yeah, it's very weird. Okay. It's cool. Well, I think they it, were exciting to watch. I would I would guess 
and I, I don't know, but I'm going to fact check myself as I start talking about something I'm assuming is true. I would imagine that a guy like Chase Hooper played at least one other sport in high school. You think not just wrestling? He was five and zero at in his MMA career in high school. Okay, um, he made his professional debut way back in 2017. He won by submission using his skills in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, wherein he is a black belt. Okay, so his his Wikipedia page doesn't say, but I would imagine that an athlete of his quality probably mm-hmm. either either did or could have played another sport. Now, if I think I understand what you're saying, the the sort of it's it's not unrealistic now for a very athletic young individual to commit to something like jujitsu for a career or potential career anyway, as opposed to trying to chase down that NFL or, or, or college football scholarship or something. Is that kind of what you're saying? It is. And I think, cause I guess wrestling was always an option there, but nothing else. Yeah. And it's, it's funny the walls that they are hitting too, because they're, they're these phenoms who go undefeated in their pro career for 10 fights, sometimes more. Mm-hmm. And then they just hit this wall where everyone figured out that thing. And it, have they just spent their whole lives developing the one thing and now they're just stopped? Like, is Chase Hooper going to be on the bottom from now on? Or is I don't he? Because I'm, I'm very curious. Because he looked dominated dominate and he was on the ground mm-hmm. and he still looked dominant anyway i i don't know well, i just like Chase super that's the thing is i like him i am a Chase super fan i want him to succeed. he's not a very big guy right six one so he's tall but only 145 i you know at some point he's in there with a grown man is the problem mm-hmm. and and 21 is not a physically grown man steven peterson is 31 30. so he's a full 10 years older than him Mm-hmm. And he also missed weight, by the way. So he was a little bigger. Yeah, a lot um, of people think he did that on purpose just to not have Chase Hooper's name <laughs> against him as a loss. I think ultimately it goes one of two ways: either they've got him figured out and and guys like him, or he will continue to adjust and improve. And he's so skilled and so experienced already that he will he will become very very difficult at 145 because i would imagine he's not struggling to cut weight yeah he reminds me of ryan hall too i'm curious to see when that gets uh when that puzzle gets solved and if he can if he can sort out some striking he's gonna yeah speaking of youngins did you see terrence mckinney's debut i did not see terrence mckinney's debut do you know of terrence mckinney's debut I do. Let's let's review it here, and I'm gonna walk you through my uh, sort of long term, well, not long term, my long form reaction to it. I am excited. I am excited to hear about it. So, as you were watching this live, Terrence uh, fought eight days prior in LFA, mm-hmm. and Matt Frivola was has had fights canceled and stuff left and right for two years almost because of COVID. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he hurt his knee, I'm seeing. <laughs> Terrence McKinney did? Yeah, a little bit. He tweaked his knee afterwards. Apparently, he's fine. Okay. That was your well, live reaction to his knockout? No, the, the video has become more difficult to find than I would have liked it to be. Let me see if I can <laughs> yeah. sort it out. Oh, UFC has it. All right, let me see. All right. Time in. And, well, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> One, two. So, well, oh, yeah, he sure did hurt his knee jumping up on the cage. Wow. So what do you make of this? What's what's your reaction to it? You know, Rookie of the Year was one of my favorite movies. Okay. So, like, you know, the, getting that lifetime, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to really be on the big stage like that mm-hmm. is what always kind of, like, makes your eyes swell as a kid when you watch a movie like Rookie of the Year or something like that. So, like... This of guy, all of movie history, you go with Rookie of the Year. Second greatest movie of all time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the one where the kid breaks his arm and somehow can throw 130 <laughs> miles an hour. Do I have that right? Yes, yes. And, uh, at, and at 14, the Cubs are like, hey, we need you to come pitch for us. The only I'm, better sports movie is the one where Little Bow Wow wears Michael Jordan's shoes and plays in the NBA. Okay, that's debatable, but is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. it is. Uh, uh, seeing Terrence react, yeah, afterwards, the t- he cried, he was in tears, and I mean, he overcame a drug addiction. He was pretty much on cops at one mm-hmm. point, like getting arrested while he was yep. tripping really hard, like just turned around. He found he found his religion. That's great for him, mm-hmm. and and got a has a goal and like what is it what's the saying luck is opportunity and preparation aligning Mm -hmm. he is the luckiest man on the planet right now and i hope the best for him i really can't wait to watch and with solid one twos like that yeah it's a pretty strong one too maybe nate diaz will learn to finish a fight (laughs) oh we'll get there so something (laughs) like what just happened with terrence mckinney goes one of two ways right he either I mean, he got him with the straight left, and that's great. And mm-hmm. you know, it's you know what my first thought was. It's kind of like when a in a baseball game when a comebacker hits the pitcher in the face, and you sort of wonder like, how does that not happen more often? Just, <laughs> just the laws of of chance, right? Yeah. If if X amount of guys and girls square off at e- against each other, and the referee says fight, and one of them throws a punch. Some of them are going to land, but it doesn't seem to happen that often. And in that fight, it did. And good for him. Anybody who, who can kind of rebuild themselves and, and sort of reset and, and be just in a completely different place based on their own mm-hmm. hard work and dedication, I'm all for it. I'm a Terrence McKinney fan. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's you, you, I aspire to greatness and I admire greatness mm-hmm. just like you do. Yeah. So to watch somebody who's, clearly had to dug through trenches deeper and dirtier and murkier than i have sure to excel to that point is so Mm -hmm. it 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 fills my heart it fills my heart so i look forward to watching i look forward to watching terrence fight here and defend 
He, fan. yep. Uh, how about a fan of the sh- uh, the show? Is a fan of his? I guess he's not a fan of the show, or maybe he is. Yeah. Terrence McKinney, come on the Pretty Neat Podcast. We'd love to have you. Yes, I think. Hopefully, this goes well for him, and a, he's with a good coach. I don't know who his coach mm-hmm. is. Who can say, "Hey, that's fantastic!" And certainly, if you can knock your opponent out in the first four seconds, do it. But you know, it's Mm -hmm. the greatest sports movie of all time. You and I both know is Happy Gilmore. And in Happy Gilmore, there's a scene where Happy hits a hole in one, and he goes, "Well, that's much easier than putting. I should just do that every time." And Chubbs, his coach, is like, "Yeah, we'll see." But hey, Mm -hmm. if you can do it, do it. Uh, well, I'm glad that you caught. I had said second favorite movie about rookie. Were you year. referring to Happy Gilmore? I hope of you were. Of course, I was referring to Happy Fucking Gilmore. <laughs> I just don't know that. I just don't know that Rookie of the Year is number two on that list. <laughs> well, where do you put Sam? Well, okay, we're gonna have to just talk about childhood sports movies at, at some point when there's no fights, right? Okay, because Little Giants can be discussed at length. Not by me, it can't. Okay, I'll wait till Brandon gets hosts again. <laughs> you probably get more listeners. How did so, you like that? How did you like Brandon Mohawk being on the show? I loved it. He made I fantastic picks for me. Mm-hmm. He did. He, you definitely won the week. Effortlessly funny. Mm-hmm. Effortlessly. Great charisma. Gr- the greatest. So, Lauren Murphy. Mm-hmm. Love her. Great win. She fought. Do you mm-hmm. think she is, is the conversation going to get to Shevchenko beating her or? Well, I mean, you figure that's who she's got to fight <laughs> next, right? I I think, she, yeah, that's probably what we're going to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't so, see any route to victory. No. And Me either. Um, I'll watch it because I would like to see bullets hit stuff. So in that division is also uh, Jessica Andrade and Caitlin Chooks and Jennifer Maya, Joanne Calderwood, Jessica I. Yeah, I mean, I guess, right? Probably Chukagian first, and then uh, when Shevchenko beats her, Lauren Murphy can, can yeah. also lose to her. I, I don't yeah, know. beats her again. Because yeah. So you know, go ahead. I'm sorry, Lauren Murphy. I don't has not fought for the belt yet. I mean, she's not next. She's not next in line, line, line. But UFC doesn't operate like PFL, you know. So no, it sure doesn't. Fresh blood would be interesting, and Lauren Murphy's a beast on the ground, and Mm -hmm. Valentina's just a beast. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Okay, don't look at it. As before Saturday night, where do you think Lauren Murphy was in the women's pound for pound rankings? Women's pound for pound. Mm-hmm. Pre Saturday night, eighteen, uh, and this is on the official UFC website. Uh, I don't know if it's eighteen because the list that the UFC has on their official website stops at fifteen, and she's not on it. Okay, so that to me. Is, is an accurate prediction by me. <laughs> it it very well could be, right? What's the difference between 16 and 18 at that point? Where do you think Caitlin Shukagian is on um, that list? 11 or 12? 10. 
Well done. Okay. And where do you think Jessica Andrade is? Pound for pound. Pound for pound. <sighs> 14. Okay, so she's sixth. So, but, uh, see, that's the thing is I wouldn't... Would you put that pound for pound? Caitlin Jacagan would beat the shit out of Andrade. But that's not the point of... The point of pound I for guess. pound is... This, you know danger by pound uh, relative okay, to yeah, size I, I could see it i could see that so i guess the point i'm making is that in women's flyweight the number one ranked contender jessica andrage is sixth among all women and then the next closest is 10th and those are the only two in that division <laughs> that are in the women's pound for pound list at least in the top 15 and when you think about it like that, it, it's it is almost like, well, what's the point? Yeah, I'll watch. I don't see it on a pay per view, at least not unless it's a co main. Oh no, it will. It'll be would. on pay per view, but it's not. We lost all your sound. Are you muted? Can you hear me now? Yep. Perfect. Uh, I rolled over my cord. So don't pull a Tony Ferguson right now. I guess. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is. Could Valentina headline a fight night? I suppose she's not going to headline a pay per view that not at least not one that people will buy, mm-hmm. which is no shots at her. It's just the way that it works. Even yeah. even Amanda doesn't headline pay per views, but she could be the co main. Yeah, I think so. But so I'll that, watch that's... it. I won't watch it for long. I'll watch it for Lauren Murphy because that would be an amazing story. I mean, that would be like a Matt Sarah being beating GSP type story. Yeah. Um, and you know what? This really just goes to show Amanda's greatness because most of the top 15 is the women's bantamweight in some order, save for, <laughs> save for uh, Valentina Rose. And so if you take out the other two champions, it's Zhang Wei Li and Joanna, but then it's basically every other women's bantamweight. <laughs> Impressive. I, Mackenzie Dern's in there, but man, I don't know. Yeah. It's, just the, the the gatekeepers, the most beatable one is Rose. But mm-hmm. hey, yeah, it's yeah, I it's so hard. We 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 we've talked about how how high that wall is. Yep. It's gonna the be highest. it's gonna be really interesting to watch PFLs and Bellator's mm-hmm. women's divisions develop. Uh PFLs is very, very, very entertaining. Bellator's has been a little bit on the, I don't want to say weaker side, but amateurish side. Uh-huh. Um, it, it, so it's a little bit tough for me to get too interested because I'm too busy pretending I'm their corner yelling basics. <laughs> so like, I, I don't, I don't really know where it's going to come from yet, but it could just be that women in MMA is still in its infancy you know, the UFC is 27 years old almost, uh-huh. and women have only been have only been in it for less than 10 of that. And it really had it took a Ronda Rousey to legitimize it, right? We're not we're not saying anything people don't know, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's not that there are not you you got to figure somewhere there's a there's a female uh, Khabib or something just just waiting, but yeah, you know, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, be interesting uh, to see. And then you figure my favorite American, Kayla Harrison's problem is that there's not any woman big enough in the UFC mm-hmm. slash 
uh, again, she's her and Jeff Nowitzki are not friends, but yeah. <laughs> all right. So was the next fight on this card? Was it Nate and Leon Edwards? Yeah. All right. I'm going to let you go first. Cause I have what I think is going to be considered a pretty hot Nate Diaz take. A pretty hot Nate Diaz take. Uh, well, now I'm very curious about the Dom Dome and what's inside of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, my take is pretty, pretty, pretty quick. Uh, okay. Leon Edwards dominated that fight, in my opinion. Yes, <laughs> yes he did. And everybody else seems to agree. Uh, Nate Diaz could have won if there was 20 more seconds. Or if he had made a better move at four or if seconds. He had, or if he had pointed his fist instead of his finger. Yep. After landing that Stockton slap and that left. Because yep. those slow motion replays of Leon Edwards being out on his feet. That was <sighs> wild. Well, was, we reacted to it live on Twitch. We did. Podcast on Twitch. But that was true. That was almost as weird as the guy who took like six quick steps backwards a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. Uh, it who was. was um. Uh, uh, whoever you you all know who we're talking about that it was almost as weird as that yeah it was he was it was not even a situation of like oh go get him he's hurt it was no he's he's like out you just need to fucking prove it his (laughs) his brain turned off (laughs) yeah yeah. like he's not gonna block you if you hit him anymore and you need to keep hitting him if you want to win that is correct (laughs) yeah oh it was so it was it was frustrating for that reason but i mean and leon being a plus or a minus 400 favorite as well for nate to come back and win like that would have been insane but it does not look bad for Nate to lose this. And it does, and it does look bad for Leon winning it. Like, cause he didn't, everyone is remembers Nate losing that fight, not Leon winning. So you're kind of, you're kind of weaving into what my hot take is, which is, I, I think it, I, I, hmm, I don't know that it's, well, I think it's good for the organization. Yeah. The UFC, the company. It's obviously really good for anytime you can lose. It's good for Nate is what I'm saying. Anytime you can lose a fight and your stock only rises. Um, obviously, shout out Nate Diaz. I have no no issue with that. But yeah, come on the Pretty Neat Podcast. Yeah, definitely come on the Pretty Neat Podcast. <laughs> I think it's an issue for the sport, I guess, is kind of my hot mm-hmm. take that it doesn't show. Because if you watch that fight, like, let's say he doesn't wobble him the way that he did, mm-hmm. which we were 40 seconds from not happening. Yeah. What you saw was a composed, disciplined, skilled fighter taking everything in the kitchen sink that a true legend has. He's turning his back to him. He's waving his arms mm-hmm. around. He's, I mean, his whole body is covered in blood. He's doing all the Nate Diaz stuff, and Leon was not phased by mm-hmm. an instant of it. Mm-mm. And then it goes to a, a very serious unanimous decision if if the wobble doesn't happen. Yeah. And people are starting to say, oh, well, Nate doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. Well, he ha- it's this basically this is Tony Ferguson, except it's Nate Diaz. Yeah. And it's and he's one and three. And he's one and three in his last but, four. 
but one in three, one in three, one was a decision to Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. One was a stoppage because of a cut. And one yep. was this. And he, well, and he also lost to Conor. Yeah. By decision once. Yeah. And submitted Conor. The first time. Right. And, and that's why I'm saying he's one in four and his only victory. Oh, you were saying one in three, one in three. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't remember. And he beat uh, somebody else before that, but I'm just saying that you, you're, you're probably right that he, if he had not had that little comeback with 40 seconds left, he, we, another loss and it's like Ferguson again. Yeah. And, and I think that's my, not my, I don't want to say my problem with it. It's just, if that last bit hadn't happened, you'd be like, oh, well, why is he doing all that? Okay. So his last fight's in order. Oh, we missed, we missed an obvious one. So he beat, he lo- loses mm-hmm. to Leon, loses to Jorge. He, he beat Showtime Pettis at 241. I forgot about that. And then lost to Connor, beat Connor, beat Michael Johnson, lost to RDA, beat Gray Maynard, two losses to Josh Thompson and Benson Henderson. Uh, then he beat before that, this is going all the way back to 2012, Jim Miller, uh, uh, yeah. Cowboy, and Takanori Gomi. So here's the issue. Nate Diaz from December 8th, 2012 to Saturday night, UFC 263, is four and six. And the only notable (laughs) win, I'm going to say it, is over Connor. Mm -hmm. Because Showtime Pettis (laughs) has, you know, has also not looked very good. Really, There's a lot of reasons not to really admire him. (laughs) Showtime or Nate? Nate. The problem is, not the problem. The thing is, he's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, listen, th- and, and you know what? I guess that that was the third fight. They fought for five rounds. We talked about that on stream. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if that's your main event, it's like, I, I don't, what's more important, the show or the sport? And yeah. I, I, if we're being honest, I think we both know what Dana White would say, but Fortunately for him, he didn't have to choose in this particular event. Mm-hmm. But if, frankly, think, if the, if think, let me hang on, if the two title fights had been akin to say Derek Lewis, Francis Ngannou won, yeah, then and then you've got everyone talking about an undercard fight that really wasn't for anything, featuring a, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you. Everyone says, oh, Nate's so smart the way he picks fights and gets his money. And, and yeah, that's great. <laughs> Get all the money he can. But also maybe the UFC knows what they have with him and that you you kind of have to slot him properly. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah, I think that's really what it is. And And you had talked about how the UFC is really good at interesting fights. Like mm-hmm. the PFL is doing really good at this sports. Like it's yeah, and you know what? I want to league and it's play. I want to throw out there: if you're an MMA fan and you're not a UFC fan, which I, I do think there are differences, and it's okay to be one and not the other. Uh huh. Check out PFL. Yeah, if you're a sports fan but not particularly MMA, PFL is a really good way to to get into it. That's absolutely. 
because there's it's, just serious yeah structure. it's like watching a triple a baseball team uh-huh with with all of the information you need on the screen in front of you yeah it really is mm-hmm. and i mean they have some innovative stuff like they show you um you know who each commentator thinks won the fight mm-hmm. then they show you the judges then they show you the actual physical stats of who landed more and who should win and and that's kind of fun uh how they break it down that way yeah the ref cam is fun so you kind of mm-hmm. get a different perspective and their production value is catching up they started using the 4k like super lenses that are really yeah. cool um it's really good i think it's a great yeah. way to put it. and it's easy to follow and like today uh, or um not today uh one of the fighters a couple of the fighters clinched their playoff spot mm-hmm. everyone understands that if you're into sports absolutely so you understood the stakes of this fight it's not like oh if he wins he fights for the championship maybe like the ufc it's like no he got his playoff spot if he's healthy in three months Mm -hmm. he fights and save for the heavyweight fight that sort of kicked off the the season i believe that we talked about Mm -hmm. which i do think was a setup it doesn't (laughs) seem like the fighters are out there headhunting in pfl the way that say like nate diaz is which is kind of what i'm talking about Mm-hmm. It's a little, it's almost more of a points match because mm-hmm. they have to plan to fight again in three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, whenever it is versus you never know when your next UFC fight is technically. Right. So yeah. You unless make... you're one of the top, top guys. So yeah, you almost have to react in the UFC as if it might be your last fight. If you don't really do something incredible, you almost unless, have to do it every time. Unless you're one of probably five or six fighters. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and like if Colby or sorry, not Colby, if Leon had gone out there and knocked out Nate Diaz, then he jumps Colby's spot in line for the title shot. I think. Yeah, which which makes no sense. It doesn't make sense because Colby's next. But but, but it would have been probably a better fight right. to put together. You're probably right. Yeah. And let Nate Diaz and Colby fight. <laughs> and that's what people want to see, frankly. So. Yeah, people want to see that. Two mouths mm-hmm. running at each other. That'd be great. And people would want to see Leon fight for the title if he starts his name absolutely mm-hmm. yeah i think that's yeah. enough nate diaz and leon talk what do you think yeah i think so too i don't want to make listen the legend of nate diaz there's nothing we're gonna say on this show that's gonna change it sure and i i will say this it's a shame for leon edwards because i thought he put on a he probably Ooh. he probably up until 42 seconds left had the performance of the night mm-hmm Given all things considered, uh, maybe not. Maybe the next fight, but mm-hmm. hey, Nate, it, called... he was he was right there. He's in bonus territory for sure. Yeah, definitely. And Nate, and you know what's funny is that Nate called him, said he was, or not called him. It sounded like that, but at the uh, pre-fight press conference, uh, when asked about Leon and what he thought about his fighting style, he said that it reminded him of GSP. Mm-hmm. That he comes out as a professional and he's coming out to do the work. And I respect that. And I want to fight the best guys. So that's what he is. And yeah, Leon proved that he oh, came yeah. out and executed and it worked. It was really, really. It was great to watch, even though I was watching somebody really entertaining. <laughs> try and dance across the octagon. <laughs> yeah, pretty. I mean, pretty much. Right. So did mm-hmm. Nate have a comment, I guess, to close this fight on this did nate have some sort of comment about he was he wasn't motivated to train the right way and things or was he saying that's where his head was before the leon fight uh yeah he was 
he was saying that because of his cut and having to push the fight back a month uh-huh that he that during that month he just was losing he was losing that drive oh that well I, that the drive sense. was there while he was in his camp and he was ready to fight and then the cut fucked it all up and it yeah that, and i can off. i can understand that okay i only heard just a little bit about the losing motivation but that that clarify and i get that if you study for a test for six eight weeks for hours and hours a day and then they tell you the oh the test is actually in a month you're not going to study that next month yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i get that exactly not to mention the fact that he was smoking he was smoking weed before and after the fight like on embedded so like i mean i it's hard to be motivated <laughs> it, you know that that i'm not going to really comment on that i i have a uh, a marijuana take that is that is certainly not part of the zeitgeist at the moment. Nate can do whatever the fuck he wants, and he's got a very successful cannabis business, from what I understand. And I'm not any any grown adult who wants to use it should be allowed to. Don't get me wrong. I just to say that like some I think and maybe some of it it does. I don't. This is not a weed podcast. So I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's gonna do what he's gonna do. I don't think that's the same as if he was pounding Bud Lights. Mm-hmm you know before and i mean after whatever but before sure um but what the fuck do i know man i'm not a professional athlete i'm just like he's a professional athlete why is he smoking the shit he should be like eating it or something just why put the smoke in your lungs man it just gets to your brain faster come on okay never mind we can change the topic this isn't puff puff past the guard as much as i would love it to be (laughs) shout out pp gtg so i want to i'm going to jump the the undercard fight and i want to the co-main and and talk about the main event first i'm okay with that i feel like i didn't really prep you for this i feel like i watched one fight and everybody else watched another fight i was not impressed with stylebender in the least i wasn't either okay i i see the only one I felt like in, well, definitely the chat during our live stream, uh-huh. they had it five nothing for Izzy. None of them are professional judges, and neither are we. But I thought you could have easily given Marvin Vittori the first two rounds. I thought he could have had at least a round. Oh, f- oh I at did least not, a round for sure. I did not think that he, I, it's hard because of control. Like, I never thought that israel was in danger even when he was losing no position no no he wasn't even sitting down between rounds yeah so like it's kind of tough where even if marvin performed very well or even outperformed israel for a whole round Mm -hmm. in the scope of the fight it just didn't phase him it just didn't it just didn't phase israel enough to change his game plan and make him do anything even close yeah so like I, I, but Israel didn't look amazing. He he no. he's fighting to not lose, and it seems to me. Uh, so I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, that was it. I think an interesting comparison I could draw would be Anthony Joshua when he fought Andrew Ruiz for the second time. So boxing fans will remember in June of 2019. British boxing sensation Anthony Joshua, heavyweight champion of the world in all but one division or, or one uh, promotion, rather. Um, 
came to the United States for his first United States fight, or his first fight in the United States, and there was a late replacement. Uh, I think he was supposed to fight Jarrell Miller, who then tested positive for steroids, and they put Andy Ruiz in there with him, and Andy Ruiz knocked him out and stopped him in the seventh round. Mm-hmm. And it kind of got out that Joshua, Huge underdog. the the biggest underdog. And now, now Andy Ruiz, other than the fact that he's eleven hundred pounds, super quick <laughs> hands, skilled fighter. Uh, Joshua had spent all but six days preparing for somebody completely different. Um, and then it came out after that fight that Joshua had been knocked out in training and was kind of uh-huh. shaken and wasn't necessarily ready to go out there. And then true more on Eddie Hearn, who is his promoter and probably the biggest boxing promoter in the world at the t- at the moment. Again, true more on fuck you, Eddie Hearn, but also come on the pretty neat podcast. Uh, <laughs> Joshua's the rest of his team was trying to convince Eddie Hearn to postpone the fight. And he, he pushed forward with it. And Anthony Joshua was a grown man. He got in the ring. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Fine. But, um, and then in fact, after that fight, you can see Anthony Joshua's dad really, really yelling at Eddie Hearn. But my point is that was in June of 2019. They fought again in December of 2019 and Anthony Joshua spent 12 rounds kind of dancing with him, peppering, peppering him with his jab, moving in and out kind of, mm-hmm kind of like a like really boxing mm-hmm. and not doing the sort of knockout thing that we'd seen him do. Um, and it, I couldn't help but wonder, especially as I reflected on it the day after the fight, if that's what Stylebender was maybe doing because mm-hmm. he lost to Jan and really was not competitive with Jan. And, and remember, we nobody talks about it now because this is how things work, but Stylebender w- went on Joe Rogan's podcast and said he was going to beat John Jones. Yeah. What, what the fuck? No, you weren't. <laughs> no, not even close. Yeah. What is what is Jan Blahovich better at in an MMA cage than John Jones? Literally nothing. What would John have done to him? It, it, come on. Mm-hmm. So my point is, uh, I wonder if that's why Izzy approached that fight the way he did, is, was if sort of to say, hey, if I do X, Y, and Z, if I just sort of follow the book, right? What does the book say? Mm-hmm can I beat this guy and, and really not struggle to do it? And it turns out, yeah, he can. And so maybe he needed that sort of like, yeah, we saw what he did to Paulo Costa, right? Yeah. He, he, Hey, yeah, I'm going to go out and I'm going to knock the shit out of Paulo Costa. Okay, fine. But yeah. now I'm, I, now that I have this loss on my record, yeah, granted I, I went up in weight, he, but he only sort of went up in weight because he didn't gain yeah. that much. Now I'm going to, I'm literally just going to beat this guy on points and see if he can is even in my league. And it turns out he's not. So I guess the question becomes, what do you do with him? Cause he can't go up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can he go down and fight Kamaru? <laughs> like I, I mean, can Kamaru come up? What, what's the, yeah, well, I we got to do something with him. Let's uh, well, I think we could look up welterweights. Uh, we could look up welterweights that maybe, might be wanting to move up soon. That'd be a thing we could look at. Wonder Boy. Uh, well, Wonder Boy deserves another shot at the belt at welterweight. In Masvidal. If he went up, if he went Masvidal up, style bender would be a shit talk extravaganza. Mm-hmm. And they're on the cover of UFC Four together. They are. Which we stream on Twitch.tv slash The Pretty Neat Podcast. Is that where I can find The Pretty Neat Podcast on Twitch.tv? That's where you can find it. Hey, fantastic. Yeah. We like to go on there. I like to go on there and watch Game Night because it's awesome. That's Twitch.tv slash It's Game Night. 
Shout out, it's game night. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just don't know what's next for Style Battle. I don't know. I guess is the problem. I don't <sighs> Give Luke Rockhold somebody really interesting, and if he has a good performance, put him up there again. Robert um, Whitaker, maybe? Robert Whitaker 3 will be interesting, but it's always hard when it's a trilogy and the same person has won twice already. And uh, not wasn't really challenged if memory serves yeah and what's robert whitaker gonna do if he loses again is he gonna move up to light heavyweight and be a tiny ass light heavyweight nah probably not so i don't i don't know middleweight who or i feel like we're missing people at aside middleweight? From, yeah aside from sam alvey who i want fighting for the belted middleweight at any fucking point because shout out sam alvey because <laughs> shout out sam alvey i mean because these rankings after Adesanya don't really matter one through fifteen, you can pretty much mm-hmm. give him anyone. Uh, Shabazian or Jack Hermanson, maybe Uriah Hall, Darren Till. Did he Uriah fight Darren Hall, Till already? Uriah Hall is coming up. Uriah did Hall he fight? He up. fought Darren Till, didn't he? Is Stavender? he? No, yeah. Darren Till might be the angle. You know, Darren Till's the angle. Were they yeah. supposed to fight? I don't think so, but I, you know what? Now that you've mentioned Darren Till, I think that's that's what they got to do. Darren Till's got to get a win, and then it'll be Darren Till in October. What, Darren Till dropped three in a row? Do I have that right? Has he? Yeah. Yeah, he's got to get a win really soon and turn around and fight Izzy. Darren Till has... Hmm. This is very very compelling audio let's see darren till's last <laughs> few performances now again not that it matters i think he's technically number seven right now but it doesn't matter hey it's still it's still middleweight used to be really exciting <laughs> he lost to robert whitaker july of last year beat kelvin gaslam lost to masvidal and woodley but man beat wonder boy beat cowboy beat Boyan. Belkovic mm-hmm. yeah he was just on I mean he was he had never lost he drew with Nicholas yeah. Dalby but he had never lost before that in his yeah. entire career at least that's documented so you could give him he's not on a three fight losing streak he's lost three of four though he beat Kelvin Gaslam in there but yeah, yeah why not let's see if let's he do wins it. let's, see let's if do he it wins. make the fight okay I'll call him up all right I own Endeavor stock is that I don't know. Bilal Muhammad fought. Do we have anything to say about him? He defended that, the most takedowns in UFC history in a single fight. Is that that's the fight we we haven't talked about? That, well, that's the fight that just showed that the one trick pony doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Damian Maya, his contract's up. Hall of Fame. Have sure. a good, have a good sure. rest of what you do, sir. Yeah. But what is what does Robert Baratheon say? Titles, titles, whatever. Titles, titles, whatever. Yeah. You can't single leg anyone anymore. They know you're doing it. So where is Stylebender on the the middleweight greatest of all time list? Uh, I put him at two right now. Two. Yeah. Behind GSP. Heads welterweight. Uh, who? See whom I think I I'll be honest I, I don't Silva I, Silva number Anderson, one uh, okay Anderson Silva obviously yeah uh but then there's the one see and you know what I swear I prepped this there's one other name in there and well like uh 
Couture or I mean not Weidman. Uh no. Not Bisping. No, not, not Weidman or Bisping. Not Luke Rockhold. It was Rich Franklin. Uh, <laughs> maybe it was Randy Couture that I'm thinking of. I don't no, remember. No, 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 no. No. I just don't remember who Rich Franklin uh won it from. Middleweight. Evan Tanner. Anderson Silva. Yeah, Rich Franklin did take it from Evan Tanner. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, my, that's my that's where he is to me. No, 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 no. I see no, I I t- I'm telling you I prepped for this. GSP is on the middleweight list. Well, he only won the middleweight belt once. But he won it. But you asked for goat at middleweight. Oh, well, okay. God damn it. Now this is hard. Now it's See, I, t- I, t- I knew I prepped for this. I knew I did. Okay. It depends on what your what your prereq for goat is. It mm-hmm. does. Is it longest defending Silva? Is it most entertaining Silva? Is mm-hmm. it probably would have reigned as long as Silva GSP? Maybe. But he, he was, was older. he was older. He wasn't going to be a middleweight reigning hero for forever. No. So I would I'd stick to my list. Is he at number okay. two right now? But hey, one or two more, and that is completely changed. So Anderson Silva de- defeated it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. Mm-hmm. And Stylebender has defeated it exactly, or defended it rather, exactly three times. Mm. So I, th- I think he's a little further away than one or two. Yeah, yeah. It also kind of depends on how how the how it develops. Yeah, and you know what? It is weird because when I I don't, it, it's hard with weight classes, especially for men, because they can move around a little bit easier than women can. Mm-hmm. If, if we think about someone like GSP, he's certainly the second or maybe best fighter of all time to hold that belt. But did he have, obviously the, the bulk of his career didn't, didn't take place there. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was sort of uh, researching, my thought was, who are the best middleweights of all time? And mm-hmm. Well, GSP's name was one of the lists that came up, or yeah, on, you know, so it was kind of like, all right. right, yeah, hey, he yeah. fought at middleweight, and he won the belt at middleweight. Exactly. <laughs> so the so the the question becomes, hmm. how how does how do we judge this? You there's there's no Anderson Silva is the best middleweight of all time. He defended it ten fucking times. That's it. That's it for me. But and he aged out of it. And, and frankly, it seems hard to think Stylebender is going to get to even to 10, much less above 10. But So then the question becomes, who are the best fighters to fight at middleweight and where does he rank? Because if we, you know, Stipe has defended the heavyweight belt more than anyone. Mm-hmm. But if John Jones wins it, is John Jones the best heavyweight of all time? And he's obviously the best lightweight of all, or light heavyweight of all time. And most people agree that he's the best pound for pound fighter of all time. So it's like, if he's the best at light heavyweight and the best pound for pound ever, and then takes the heavyweight title belt, yeah. with, frankly, facing some of the best competition that the division has ever seen. Uh, you know. I think you got to defend it at least one once. 
I think you got to take it and defend it at least once. So then, so then GSP is not on your middleweight list. Then G, yeah, GSP wouldn't be on my middleweight list. Okay. And I'm fine with that. Don't get me wrong. Do you think Figueredo should go up to bantamweight? I do. It, that's how you want to start our discussion about that fight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. you were talking about weight class changing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, I think he should. And I, I really want to see him fight Cody Garbrandt. I want to see him fight Cody Garbrandt. You ripped it out of my brain. Or uh, your favorite fighter, TJ Dillashaw. Or TJ Dillashaw. Mm-hmm. You ripped it out of the other half of my brain. Yeah. I think. Either one of those, either one of those, either one of those entertaining with Figueredo. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that him without this weight cut is, is dangerous because he'll still have to cut to 135. Uh, Like he, he looks dead at 125. I don't understand how he could get down there. Brandon Moreno looks fine. Brandon Moreno looked like he was having a great time. You think, how much do you think, what, five pounds to get down to, to Bantamweight? I guess I don't know what he walks around at. Um, Ooh, I don't know, but they're flyweights, so they're getting to 125. He probably walks at 140. So then maybe, maybe he goes up to featherweight. Yeah, maybe. Or is is featherweight 55? Featherweight's 45. Yeah. Okay. So so do that. Yeah. Well, he could go bantamweight 135. He could. Yeah. I think that's what he should do. Cody Garbrandt, TJ Dillashaw, those are the right moves. Should even Dominic Cruz, former champ, former champ. Why not? For all I care, put him in there with Peter Yan or Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. Yeah, I like those because yep. I think Brand I think Moreno's going to be at the top for a while. So, what did you think of that fight? He looked fantastic. It yeah, looked, he sure did. It, it it reminded me of even though he got tested, it reminded me of Demetrius Johnson getting tested. And I haven't been this as excited about flyweight since Demetrius Johnson. Can we bring Mighty Mouse back? If he did come back, I would love to see that fight. I think I'd pick Brandon Moreno. You think you'd pick Brandon Moreno if you fought? I do. I am a huge Brandon Moreno fan. I was really trying to convince myself that he beat Figueredo the first time last year. I mm-hmm. don't actually think that he did, mm-hmm. but he looked so good in that fight. He seems like such a cool, nice guy. Like yeah. nobody benefits from embedded more than he does. Oh, yeah. We talked about this on stream, but when he was talking with Adesanya about collecting Funko Pops, it was like, this is. What, <laughs> the what two most dangerous men on the planet two of them right here in the room what do they talk about funko pops oh, and funko and brandon pops. moreno was legitimately like you collect funko pops <laughs> like <laughs> it was like that is fucking great and then his his wife and the little baby and, oh. and just it's it's and the you tears. know and then he, beat a brazilian with the rear naked choke it's just it's yeah. everything you want it to be yeah but it's everything that reminds me of the of the feeling i get watching rookie of the year <laughs> <laughs> and that's called a callback ladies and gentlemen it's a professional <laughs> one uh and i say let's let's let him clean out the division i agree i want to see him clean out the division i want to right? see him fight everybody at the top whether or not mm-hmm. he's even fought them before because i yep. think he not only is going to be dominant he looks like a different fighter than he was three fights ago he looks he he looked like like a much better fighter than he looked like one fight ago and he looked really good one fight ago yeah he came back how old is he he's 27 20 26 see but these little guys can he can you know it's the little guys and the big guys that can 
can keep it going for some time versus yeah. uh, you know yeah he's 27 as opposed to uh mm-hmm. you know yeah i think he could fight two or three times a year and and mm-hmm. defend for five six years pretty if he keeps up what he's doing because it wasn't just him looking great it was him having an, a plan they they learned what to physically and mentally do to, mm-hmm. to come back and win that fight and man they executed and i did not see a submission coming uh i didn't either if anything i would have thought he'd knock him out but he he was so comfortable on the ground with him and, and i mean figueredo is no slouch down there so it mm-hmm. was definitely uh just an impressive fight i was very very happy for him hard not to be and mm-hmm. you know that's that's everything the ufc wants and, and dana white's you know, he looks at him and really he just sees dollar signs, right? Because yeah. just another set of shirts and, and tickets and pay-per-views and all this. I think he could, I mean, the problem is finding him the right opponent to headline a pay-per-view, but mm-hmm. he's, he's not out of the question. He's fun to watch. He's animated. He's personable. I mean, it's just everything you want. Yeah. I love it. His, his the charisma's there. He's, I love watching him speak. Every, yep. his answers are genuine and well thought out. Uh, when he responds to at press conferences mm-hmm. so he i look forward to him being a champ and he does a lot of work with the spanish commentary team for the ufc he was talking about so his star level is also much bigger mm-hmm. so i would love to see if brendan marino keeps it up a brendan marino headlined pay-per-view i, I wonder if the ufc can get a flyweight pay-per-view headliner well, I, they might if he's setting some records. Well, they they had one, <laughs> and then they traded him for Ben Askren. <laughs> so, <laughs> but he wasn't even doing the pay per views by the end of it. Not uh, he fought on the against Henry Cejudo. That was a pay per view. The the last time. Yeah, but didn't it have two or three other championships on it too? I'm not sure. I don't remember. Yeah, either head. way, hey. I'd like to see Henry Cejudo fight him. Yeah. I, I think I would that's too. that's probably the toughest matchup for Moreno because Henry is denser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you never know. I don't know what Henry's training is look like. You know, he wanted to find Amanda Nunez at one point, which, all right, yeah. But yeah. Hey, to cap off UFC 263, mm-hmm. just to look at the the PNP picks that we've been making. Let's do it. Um. You won this week with five points out of possible 15. <laughs> and I got three victory. <laughs> so you, uh, you got three solid points for calling Leon Edwards by decision. Yeah, I, man, I felt good about that pick after I made it too. Mm-hmm. You got a point for picking Brandon Moreno. Yep. And you got a point for picking Bilal. And then okay. I got a point for picking Bilal and Brandon and Israel, but I was wrong on the method on all of them. So I only got one point. Yeah. So. You know, I had, I have myself talked into Marvin Vittori and I, I in fact texted you earlier in the day because in mm-hmm. the event that he won, I wanted it known that I was thinking it before the fight happened, but, <laughs> but Hey, in the long run, which is two weeks of the PNP scoring, I'm still winning. So I'm happy. The What's to- the total? <laughs> the total is eight to seven. <laughs> okay. All right. Out of a hey, possible in, 30. Mile, right? <laughs> what would what would Dominic Toretto say? An in, in inch or a mile. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. That's fun. 
any any of the I didn't really look at everything coming up. I mean, I know that we've got some fights this weekend. I think we Alexei have... Olenek is coming back. Uh, I think Korean Zombie, right? Oh yeah, Koja Kozam. That's it. Yeah, Dan Ige. Yes. And that is yep. That is on Saturday. Saturday, June nineteenth, from the UFC Apex. Uh, yeah, let's look at it. Uh, you know what? Not nice couple of fights. Korean Zombie and Dan Ige, Alexei Olenek and Sergey Spivak, Marlon mm-hmm. Vera, Davy Grant. I'm not familiar with Davy Grant. He's fun. He's another bulldog. Matt Brown. Uh, I'm always into watching yep, the Matt Immortal. Brown, Diego Lima, Bruno Silva, Wellington Terman, all-time name right there, and hey, Juliana Rosa and <laughs> Choi Sung Woo. Wellington Terman is that a champ name? Since you you seem to have an eye that for champ names, absolutely a champ name. <laughs> absolutely, Wellington. Terman, and then he's immediately going to be named Prime Minister of, the, of, of Great Britain. Oh, you just uh, you just wait till you look at the names on the preliminary card, and you're going to find the one that's probably one of my relatives and laugh your ass off. Okay, let me see. <laughs> let me, let me pull it's a welterweight. Here. That's your hint. All right, let me hang on. UFC fight night. Jean... Uh, how do you spell it? J U N G. <laughs> the problem is Google will show it to you, but it doesn't show you the whole car. Here we go. Yeah, it does. and you think this is a, a championship name that I'm going to <laughs> find on the prelims? Yeah. Card starts at four. I love or, a four p.m. start time. Or actually, I'm... no, no, no. A one p.m. start time rather. I love a one p.m. start time. <laughs> 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 I think you found it. Uh, well, not only does it sound like your cousin, he looks like your cousin. <laughs> um, Matthew smells his burger. Matthew <laughs> smells burger. <laughs> Unbelievable. Matthew smells burger is eight and two. He won in his last fight. He's 170 pounds. He would be a melterweight. <laughs> Wow, hundred percent uh, takedown accuracy. Okay, and he is fighting a gentleman named Kalen Williams. Uh, oh, do you know what? Do you know what Semelsberger's uh, nickname is? <laughs> oh no, Dirty Cheese. No. What is it? Semi the Jedi. <laughs> that you can't make that up. And we're then, gonna uh, hear. Caleb so Williams is the ox fighter, I guess. So the reason he will never be put on any major cards is because Dana White knows that he does not want to have uh, Bruce Boffer shouting that shit. Yeah. <laughs> in front of 19,000 people. Oh, that's fun. What do you think of um, uh, just the, the main one for that? I mean, since we don't really do predictions for the big ones, I love watching Korean zombie fight. And Dan Ige is is an aggressive one i mm-hmm. i think kozam's gonna get this one done by submission in the second you That's think me. submission in the second uh-huh i think he's gonna lock up a guillotine did he do his south korean military service he did okay i, I knew that yeah he was uh, uh, out of the ufc during that time you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna go with by submission as well i'm not gonna try to choose the round because uh 
Ige only has a 59% takedown defense uh, matched up with a 41% takedown accuracy mm-hmm. for Korean Zombie. So, And I Korean think, Zombie uh, also attempts less takedowns, so that he has a higher percentage on yeah, less... But, yeah. but Kozom gets submissions like Leonard Garcia when he got the twister. He gets those by tapping people and mm-hmm. putting them on the ground with knockdowns. And I think Dan Ige gets hit a little too much. So I think he'll get wobbled a little bit, go to the ground and lock in a choke. Sure. Yep. That's what I think happens. How do you, you want to make your prediction for Wellington Terman and Bruno Silva? Yeah. Uh, it's going to end by a early stoppage by the ref. <laughs> you think so? Not the way the refs have been going. DQ. It's going to be a DQ for a nut shot. A DQ. Okay. Bruno Silva making his UFC debut. Good for him. Yeah, it's a shame it's going to be with a shot to the nuts. Is it? <laughs> We've got a heavyweight fight on this card. Yeah, Alexei Olenek, right? Uh, uh, sorry, on the prelims. Oh, yeah. And it, it yeah, but Alexei Olenek, yes. Uh, yeah. against Sergey Spivak, Alexei number fifteen at heavyweight. I guess with a win, he can he can challenge Derek Lewis or uh, <laughs> Francis. Um, Josh Parisian and Roque Martinez. I like Josh Parisian. Okay. Yeah. Good fights coming up. Yeah. So Roque Martinez uh, looks like he had lap band surgery. <laughs> maybe he did ain't nothing wrong with that maybe he did and neither of them have any takedown data yeah good (laughs) fights good fights all around i'm for it Mm -hmm. korean zombies fun probably has never gotten his due right yeah he's one of those guys it's it's a cool nickname though yeah he's one of those guys where i want to see him fight for a belt like like a bisping uh type situation where it's Mm -hmm. or uh who else just won and hasn't uh Oliveira, you know just somebody who's been around for a really long time and really earned that shot and to win it would just be incredible i would love you, to see that for you Kozom. think korean zombie can win the title uh i can't say that right now i mean he's too low on the rankings right now and he's he lost to yair and um i mean he had that decision recently but I don't, I don't know. I, I don't particularly see it immediately. But yeah, I'd like to see him fight for the title again. I mean, he's he's fourth. Sure. I he's I don't know that he could beat Max Holloway or Brian Ortega or Volkanovski, though. No. Yeah, I don't think so. But I guess he's in the conversation, depending on what happens between Volkanovski and Brian Ortega. Yeah, yeah. Very true. And, I'm and excited then, for that. You know, whatever happens with Max. Yeah, that division is is more intriguing than basically all of the women's divisions. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> right now, for being honest, you know. Yeah. Meanwhile, like BKFC is getting Rachel Ostevich versus Paige Van Sant, which mm-hmm. is like I want to watch that fight. Come on, is that coming up? I don't think it's right away, but I want to watch it. I'd love to watch them box again. Have you watched any of the bare knuckle fighting? Yeah. What do you think of it? I got no problem with it. Okay. 
it's still uh it's still maybe got an image problem they got to work on um, yeah but that's about it it's if you come at it from a compa- combat sports competitive lens it's it's perfectly entertaining to watch and a lot of it's on youtube for free so uh, so it's and it's it's a nice youtube deep dive that's for sure so why do you think uh pvz is out of ufc well she wasn't going to compete with the top and she wasn't going to get paid enough so you think it's it's just a money grab no i think that she was not going to be winning and getting the money she wanted okay in the ufc maybe getting the money she wanted but it was going to be to show up and get beat up it wasn't going to be to to maybe actually win fair enough so and well so i guess we'll, we'll you brought it up so we'll talk about it you know so some, it's like you how do i want to say this without sounding like a complete chauvinistic castle some professional <laughs> athletes who are women like danica patrick the race car driver are not actually attractive danica patrick is just the hottest race car driver because the rest of them are dudes from alabama right okay (laughs) you see where i'm going with this Paige van zant is legitimately gorgeous right Mm -hmm. rachel ostovich is legitimately legitimately gorgeous and so it is kind of some sort of weird like gore porn watch these two hot chicks beat the fuck out of each other and and i I don't know yeah and they're playing that up they are playing that up oh yeah i mean it's not like they have to sell pay-per-views right yeah i'm not i'm not saying yeah you for you defending yourself from being a chauvinist you don't have to you're you're just analyzing what they're doing and hey that's gonna sell tickets and make some people some money so if they want to I cool. hope. <laughs> and now Van Zant beat her in UFC, correct? Yeah, by an arm bar. Yeah. Kind of a sneaky one. Rachel just wasn't able to get out of it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where they're going to go with that. Do you like my shirt? Where could I get a shirt like that? The Pretty Neat Podcast. The Pretty Neat Podcast.com. I, I don't know. I just hope that that Rachel and Van Zant both got the money they deserve or the money they were asking for, whichever is, whichever is more. Yep. hundred percent. I'm on board with that. You know, getting the money I deserve and the money that I ask for is my ultimate goal for this podcast. <laughs> and you know what? That should be everyone's ultimate goal in life. I think, uh, what mm-hmm. did you think of Nick Diaz? Hey, Nick looks like every bit of 40 that he is, but yeah, I want to see him does. fight. Uh, okay. I'd love to see him come back for one or two. Uh, I'd like to see what he's got. I don't think they should really put him in there for competitive reason. I think they should put him in there to uh, sell tickets reason. And I think we should go. Okay, I'll go. Cool. And then tell me, can we join the Nick Diaz army? Or I will if he wins. Okay. Yeah. He these pictures of him in the pool from April. He is shred city, but again, how old is he? Forty. Yeah, getting there. He is thirty-seven. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought he was a little older. He'll be thirty-eight hey, in August. 
hey, if he's at that age, you know, maybe he's got a couple years left in him instead of a couple fights. Maybe. But like Damian Mayo is 44, 44. Yeah, a Brazilian 44, which is actually 52. (laughs) What's American 44? Uh, Like 38. (laughs) 185. So could Nick fight Stylebender? Ooh. Just something, right? Something more entertaining. I mean, it wouldn't be that entertaining because Stylebender would would piece him up, but still. Hey, maybe that's what you give Vittori. Nick no, Diaz? No, no, that's Nick Diaz isn't getting out of bed for, no. for Marvin Vittori. No. Jorge Masvidal, if he goes to 170, he won't. He'll fight at middleweight. Hey, Diaz put, get, put Diaz, Diaz with uh, Diaz with Rockhold. Put Diaz with Rockhold. Okay. That's what I would do because Rockhold. Robbie beat... Lawler. Ooh, or Robbie Lawler. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be a nice throwback. I feel like I'm watching WEC or Strike Force. That'd be cool. I'm into that. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, I'll co-sign, I guess. Yeah. How do we want to wrap up this episode? Well, we got to give out an award. Yeah, the I think you're pretty neat, but I respect your distance award. I have to imagine we're both going to give it to the same person. Well, I think it was predetermined. And if you were watching the Twitch stream, then you already know. Yep. Go ahead. <sighs> not, not serious black. Brandon Moreno. <laughs> That's a deep cut for anyone who's watching the stream. Brandon Moreno, we think you're pretty neat, but we respect your distance. Well, we totally do. And I respect the shit out of your Funko Pop collection. He also wears very good suits. He does. He's, he's just got good style. He's, I, he does. He has good style. Uh, are we, We're pretty big fans of Brandon Moreno, it would seem. Mm-hmm, I think so. You know the only way you can stop Brandon Moreno? I don't know. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta carry a gun. Just pack, pack, <laughs> pack a little heat. Carry a gun. This isn't too much of a big boy. <laughs> well, you don't want to kill the Moreno. No, you just want to <laughs> let him know. I think you're pretty neat, but I respect your distance. And let's get, let's get the earth moving. Let's just shake things up. Get the earth moving. That's kind of what he did. He yeah. said, "You know what? I want this division. I'm taking it from you." Yeah. And I you know what? He the, thought we it was didn't, pretty neat. The, we didn't touch on this. He did think it was pretty neat. The way that. Davis and Figueredo sort of helped him celebrate. Yeah. It was kind of Figueredo's way, I think, of saying, I'm not, I'm not coming down to this weight anymore. I'm, I can't do it. Yep, I agree. It was a it was a peace out. Peace out flies. Also, let's not do the Kratos God of War haircut anymore, Davis and Figueredo, because Kratos would be a <laughs> legit heavyweight who's also a mythical creature. And you're you're not mythical and you are not a heavyweight. Okay, and we have to tell Brandon Moreno not to do any crazy, stupid shit with his hair. No, nah, he can do it. I'm fine with that. Okay, I'm in for that. All right. What else we got? Is that it? I think that's pretty close to it. I do think Sirius Black is overrated, but that maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's for a non-fight week episode. Yeah, we'll do that for another one of our other episodes. And I'm happy also, we were able to remain consistent with it. Everything Bilbo Baggins has ever said is a lie. That's. I'll leave you with that. Okay. I'm not. You. <laughs> listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. You found organs. You found like pieces of Dominic Reyes for sale. Like Talk about a title fight. It's like that. To me, that's the art part of it. Come on. Yeah. Come on. It's like that. Come on. It's like that.
this an MMA or a or a Tolkien Rowling podcast? What is this? I don't know, but right after that last part, I played the exit music. So anyone hearing this is right after the exit music, and they're gonna just be like, "Hmm, cool." The issue, the thing that I like about Bilbo is he's like, "I'd rather be eating and resting than doing what I'm doing." <laughs> and I, and I'm like halfway through fourth period at work and i'm like man i'd rather be eating and resting than doing this <laughs> but i can't afford to eat and rest if i don't do this right yeah if only you weren't three times the size of a hobbit oh comfortably three times the size of a hobbit <laughs> do not fuck a hobbit up you just punt his little feet into the water he doesn't want to get wet you know it's say like that. a it's <laughs> I like dare a you to say that or whatever <laughs> say that to brandon moreno's face no, Brandon Moreno is like six times the size of a hobbit. Bye, everyone. Go to theprettyneatpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and check out some merchant stuff. Also, check us out on Twitter. Get the Pretty Neat Podcast everywhere you get your podcast. Yes, everywhere. Watch It's Game Night on twitch.tv. Watch the Pretty Neat Podcast on Twitch TV. Watch Rec Rudna on twitch.tv. That's me. Watch things on Twitch, especially if it's related to us. <laughs> yeah, don't watch anything else on Twitch. Yeah, fuck everything else. We're good. M- fuck MMA on else. point's pretty good. <laughs> okay, bye. Shout out, Chelsea. Yeah.